Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, you need to check your phone out. I just sent you something. You need, you need to see what's on your, your text thread right now because I just I want you to feel that you're fully welcomed back. I want you to know that you were missed. I want you to know that um, your presence is very – it's very welcome to have you back. So did you did you get my text? Yep, you sent me a uh, emoji with the two hearts in place of the eyes. There you go. Good. I, so the very you? same one that I sent to Clinton I have sent to yeah. you. So there are relationships where – when you send something like that and you're hoping to get something like that back and you don't, uh-huh. you're like, oh, that's not good. You that's can send me the fist feeling. bump back. Al, I think you were just <laughs> yep. playing hard to get. I think you were, you, you were just not you texting us up. and it's great. <laughs> I'm going to give you a thumbs up back. Thumbs up is great. Uh, Actually, it's not one. even the thumbs up on its own emoji. It's just thumbs up no, on just the, the actual. Yeah, the yeah. Blue. You just liked the it. The blue one. Up yeah, top. Alan Slewa <laughs> liked your Google AIs. But yeah, I think, yeah. Alan, you're just playing hard to get. I think you're trying to, like, you know, make our hearts grow fonder for you. I think you were trying to, you know, create, you know, when you leave no, and you come back, we love you can more. I tell you, can I tell you what happened, Emily? Tacos de pescado el estadio. That's what happened. That was one that of the places yeah. of the fish tacos. Um Toto Santos happened. Small little island uh, out there in uh, um, where the hell was I? La Paz. Uh, that, that happened. That happened. Plus, I have no service. The only service I have is when I'm at the hotel or whatever it is. So that has a lot to do with it as well. I just kind of you know, kind of checked fine. out for a second, Look, and, uh, and I'm back. You're in a good mood. It, wherever you went, whatever you did, however many fish tacos you had and margaritas that you had, it served you well. You've got a little bounce in your step. You're you're ready to, to attack the last part of the NBA season. You're ready to go into what should be spring training for Major League Baseball. You're in a good headspace. It's good for well, you. Well, what happened with baseball? Are we, anything anything changed? Or everything's um, still going just as planned. Not a ton. No. Okay. So what what changed was everybody is the, the owners put out their message, which was if we don't get a deal done by Monday, the season won't start on time and we're not making up games. And everybody went, Ugh. okay. And then the players have said, you know, hey, they're, they're trying to stick it to us and they're making trying to take a cut here and there. And everybody went, Ugh that they're going to play. Maybe they miss a game or two. Maybe instead of 162 games, they'll play 150, 155. I, wow, so you think, they, you think they'll probably miss games? I don't. I, I, I don't. Yates did. I, I still don't. Because here's the thing. The owners could say, well, hey, players, if you guys don't come back in, you're not going to get paid for those games. Guess who else doesn't get paid for those games? Them. They don't get to sell $13 beers. They don't get to charge 30 bucks to park your car. They don't get they don't get a, a, a sell a, a 3 cent hot dog for 750. They they're losing too. It's in their best interest to be there. The television networks will get involved. The regional sports networks that are yeah. built on the backs of baseball teams. So yeah, I'm not worried about it. Does it might it start late? Yeah, they're not giving away dates. Al. It's money. They they like money. Everybody yeah. likes money. I mean, they already play 
you know, we always talk about 162 games. Do you really need 162 games? Can't you cut it down? Yeah, they do need 162, all because of revenue. NFL just went from 16 to 17, all because of revenue. NBA, people say, well, why do you have eight squads from each side go to the playoffs? You should have less teams. No, actually what we're going to do is add some more games and have a playing tournament. So then you have 10 teams that could eventually get in. Uh, They're not giving up any money. No, it's not. They'll figure it out. There was a little bit of, you'll like this, there was a little Freddie Freeman little uh, ripple in the mm-hmm. in the universe that he may be considering, seriously considering leaving Atlanta. And you know where it makes a whole lot of sense for him? The What's Padres. That? The mm-hmm. Padres make a whole lot of sense for him. They need think because think about the, what happened to the Padres last year. They came unglued, right? They had, a, they had a pretty good thing. They just cratered. Yep. If Freddie Freeman's there, and I'm not saying because he'll get a hit to win a game here or there, which he obviously would. His presence, Seasons pro yeah, veteran, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he wouldn't that as talented as Tatis is, and he's probably the best player on your team. He's still pretty green. He's, he hasn't been around a, a long enough time yet to know that. Hey, listen, having a bad month doesn't mean that the season's coming unglued. It means we had a bad month. Freeman would help them with that. Remember uh, what was it that you know obviously goes viral when Machado's yelling at. Uh, yeah. At Tatis during the season, and basically what he was telling him is like, "Hey, stop getting our manager thrown out because you're complaining about every call, every ball, every stri- whatever the case is." You're right. There's, you know, the, that's the one thing that the Dodgers have, and we talked about it all through the season. They got a little bit of everything. What do you need? You need, you need youth. You got it. You need veterans. You got it. You need guys that are the best at their position. You got it. You literally have everything. And there's other teams that are obviously chasing where the Dodgers are, and uh, they're one of the most balanced teams in Major League Baseball. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um, This is part of the LeBron-Laker conversation that we've been having the last week that really kind of hit me across. I just don't get it. This idea that that, – and you said it earlier in the show. This worked. That regardless, what, whatever happens from this point House money forward, from here. Right. Whatever happens from here the rest of this season, which I think we kind of know how this is going to end, whatever happens next season, even let's just say, and, you know, knocking on wood that this doesn't happen, but let's just say they have another season next year where they're just not very good. Okay. This worked. You decided that you wanted to get back into championship-level basketball. LeBron James did that, boom, in his second year. Got you back to a championship, won a championship, and in the process brought over who at the time was widely considered the next big thing in the league, that he was going to be the best player in the league or damn near it by the time that LeBron was starting to to descend a little bit. It didn't happen quite like that, but the deal that you made, the opportunities that you had, and whatever happens next, it was all worth it. So if you, if you ask me right now, looking at the Lakers over the next couple of years, I'd be worried, right? Like You're trying to kind of figure out – what are the what's this Laker franchise going to look like over the next couple of years? And I don't have the answer for you. I could say that well, Anthony Davis, um, you, you no question about it. As much as as big of a talent as he is, there's an inconsistency to his play. There's the are you available? You you can't have that conversation about Anthony Davis without pointing those things out. When he's on the floor, there's times he's going to be the best player on the floor. There's other times where you don't really feel his presence, and there's other times he's just going to be injured. He won't be on the floor. Mm-hmm. The LeBron piece, when that eventually ends, Russ's contract's going to end by the time next season uh, ends. And the Lakers, look at their draft picks. They're, they they have a first-rounder in 2027 that tells you what the future looks like for the Lakers. It's okay to be concerned about what's to come. But at the same time, if you're looking at the LeBron chapter, you're looking at what the Lakers have done over the course of these last couple of years, 
you cannot look at winning an NBA championship, which is so freaking incredibly tough to do. And I, I know Laker fans will, will just never have perspective of it because they have 17 of them. And, and, and every other franchise understands it. And, and I think part of it, too, Al, I, I agree with you, the fact that they're spoiled, yes, but that they didn't get to savor it the way that they have the others, that it happened in the middle of the pandemic, that sure. it happened on the other side of the country, that it happened in front of no fans, that there was no parade, that there was no Wasn't opportunity to really celebrate it the way that we the way we got to celebrate the Rams. I think it didn't land quite as impactfully as it would have had they gotten to done all those things. And you can listen. You can make that case. I know people say that, oh, well, it was a, it was a bubble championship, and this is a championship. So of course however, however you want to look at it, you can look at it. But I'm with you on the it's house money. Once LeBron won an NBA championship with the Los Angeles Lakers, it was house money from there. And I'm not not trying to sit here and tell you that the roster, the way it's constructed right now, that he doesn't have fault for it. I'm not trying to tell you that next season is not going to be an incredible challenge. I'm not trying to say that LeBron isn't part to blame of where the Lakers sit today. What I'm trying to tell you is I'll take my chances with LBJ than another scenario that's out there. Well, you said it there. So – Worried about the Lakers going forward, and Laker fans can get in on this too, 877-710-3776, and who you have faith in to kind of steward the Lakers through the next chapter of this. The person that's most responsible for where we are right now is the guy that we haven't even talked about, really. You've mentioned him once or twice, but this isn't LeBron screwed this up. This isn't even necessarily that the front office hasn't put together the right supporting cast for LeBron. The thing that made this incredibly complicated was AD's descent, and as opposed to ascent, that when Anthony Davis came here, he was supposed to be the guy that took over for LeBron. That is, LeBron very gracefully aged out of the best player in basketball, that you already had your other guy there. And then as LeBron goes, we build around AD, and you still it's, it's just the cleanest handoff that you can imagine. But now they ha- there's no one to hand it to for all the reasons that you just said, that if Anthony Davis was the guy that we saw in that bubble, if that guy had been here last year and been here this year, we're not having this – even if LeBron was making – even if this season was exactly the same, a busted season, a big move that didn't pay off, you would still say, hey, listen, regardless if LeBron wants to go back to Cleveland or play with Bronny, we're okay because AD's here to kind of lead us into that next generation and the team can put guys around him, but he's not. For all the reasons that you said, that's the part of this that's made it so much more difficult to predict going forward because LeBron has to be the best player next year. LeBron has to be the best player the year after that, or else where are they? And the answer is nowhere. You know, it's funny. Michael said this. Michael Thompson in one of the pregame shows, I I forget how long ago it was, but he was talking about how AD needs to be the Jordan, LeBron needs to be the Scottie Pippen. Mm -hmm. And listen, I know that sounds crazy to think, but LeBron, or what but that Michael was the Thompson, plan, right? But what Michael was trying to describe is AD's got to take his game to that level. AD has to be the go-to player. Anthony Davis, who when he came to the Lakers, he was 26. How many times have we said this since Anthony Davis been a Laker? He's about to walk into his prime. He's 28 years old, right? And instead of that conversation of it's AD having those nights. It's Braun sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter saying, look what Anthony Davis is doing out here. That hasn't been the case. He has not held up to his end of the bargain. And, and listen, I, w- I want to complete, I want to make sure I, I reiterate this. Some of this is, you know, you feel bad for Anthony Davis's position because he has got injured. And because he has not been on the floor, 
he hasn't got into this consistent, hey, I'm the guy, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. But there's also been times when he has been playing for the Lakers that, as Windhorse described it perfect, he's an inconsistent, great player. That's what he is. And that's what he's always going to be. It, it, it doesn't change. To your point, he's a decade into his career, and this has been what it is. That Whatever's coming next is going to be a lot more of this than anything else. Lots of your phone calls coming up next. If you're on hold, stay there. Plus, I like my life a lot. Slee, but if I can change places with somebody, I've got a pretty good candidate. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Be honest. (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to let you relive your glory days of Shania Twain. Bro, stop talking when she's singing. (laughs) She's not. They're just playing music You missed the best part, the let's go girls. I don't know about that. Tell you, can't, you can't tell me that you don't get excited hearing "Let's Go Girls." Is, is, is she still? Is she still really popular? I have no idea. She's Does popular she... in the way that, like, sometimes you just like, you know, <laughs> older music. So, like, this song bops if you're like out in a party with like my age group. But we're not going to go deep track Shania. Is there such a thing? I think she just has the one song. I, I don't. I think she just plays it four times at the concert, and then she leaves, and everybody's like, "Yep, that was the Shania Twain concert." Her. Don't disrespect her like that. It's like Poison playing "Every Rose Has Its Thorn," and then they tap the mat and they shoot the fireworks and they walk out. I'm going to send. Her, I'm going to send at Shania Twain a tweet. <laughs> I want her to know that we're playing. She'd probably respond. She's got a big fan. She's got a big fan on the young twelve-year-old San Diego Alan Sliwa. Um. All right. So. I, I like how things have taken shape in my life for the most part. You know, it's it's worked out. I, I have very, been very fortunate um, to have a, a wonderful family and children and wife and all these stuff, and I'm very, very pleased. However, if you told me, hey, you can just be someone else for a little while if you want to, Sean McVay is not a bad choice. <laughs> Sean McVay is at the peak of his profession, and he's he's reached this point where there's not a lot left for me to do. But I could go start a family with my beautiful fiance. I could go work in TV and make 15, 16 million bucks a year working one day a week. Or I could leverage my incredible success with my current employer to give me whatever it is that I would want financially and, and otherwise. And oh, by the way, the TV thing will still be there in five years, eight years, 10 years, 15 years. Sean McVeigh's in a pretty good spot right now. I'm Sean McVeigh. All right. What do, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Because, I, listen, I find it very, very difficult to believe that he's going to walk away from the game. When I say walk away from the game, as in in the, in the near future. I, I agree with you. For him to stop coaching. Now, what could happen is this. He rides out this run with the Rams. Rams are going to be good again next year. Okay? Um, you know, obviously, they have shown they have the – their intention is to be good. You got less need saying – F those picks or whatever he said, right? They're trying to win right now. And Mm -hmm. if the idea and the concept is 
you can be good for multiple years. It's one thing to kind of start thinking of, forget his age for a second. If you're with a franchise that's not good, and now all of a sudden your track record looks bad because you just were with a bad franchise. You're not winning, and because you're not winning, and it's maybe it's the Detroit Lions or just the Jaguars, think of a franchise that's awful. He's in as good of a coaching situation as any coaching job in the yep. NFL. So if you leave this and you do go broadcast, yeah, you can wait. And you could wait for something in five years or whatever the case is. But don't you write this one out? I would, and, and I think he will, and because I, think he, I, I don't think he's going to get the juice that he needs doing TV. That, that, that's the biggest reason I don't think TV is a possibility. But if, if put it to you this way, if you were thinking, even if you had a little scratch in the back of your brain that's saying, you know what? I wouldn't mind just taking a little bit of time off from this. I don't need to work twenty hours a day, three hundred days a year. I, I yep. just, I, I'm, I'm, I want to recharge. You're thirty six. You know, thir- things are they're getting. <laughs> but think life about is, it. Life is getting tough. He's getting but, out of okay. his, uh, his prime. Let, let's just play this out. Let's okay. say that the numbers that have been thrown around are accurate. Okay, fifteen million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do that for. Five years? Five years. Okay. I'm going to go put $75 million in the bank in five years. I'll be 41, and then I can come back. And by the way, I can get any job I want. There will be a line around the block of people that want to hire me, and I've got $75 million in the bank because I took a five-year break to recharge. It's, it's not – we saw Dick Vermeil did it, right? Dick Vermeil, coach of the Eagles, left did TV for a really long time, came back and had a great deal of success with the Rams and the Chiefs. It's not unprecedented. And the money, look, I don't know what the Rams might ultimately end up paying him. I'd be really surprised, Al, if they're coming up with $15 no, million dollars a that. year. What, what do you think they pay him? What do you think they'll pay him? Uh, he, he will make as much as the highest paid coach plus a little more. I, I, I think that's how that works, right? That he's up, it's time to pay him, he's done the ultimate job, he's won the Super Bowl, he's been to another, he has made your organization must-see it is one of the most stable players ones like that you playing have. Players for like playing for yep. him. You got the He's state. Oh, everything's Campbell's exactly soup commercials. Right. Bingo. All of those things. So whatever he wants within reason, I think he will get. So I, I, I'm making up numbers here. Let's just say that Bill Belichick's the highest paid coach at $10 million a year. Okay? I don't know if he is or what he makes. But let's just, for the sake of this <laughs> argument, that's what it is. If he went in there and said, he gets 10 I want 12 I'm giving him 12 I, I think that you go to the top of the list and then kick him a little over the top to make sure that he's happy and that he wants to be here for a while. I think, you know, you almost feel that these situations, and I think he really does know this and understand it. You've heard him describe, I mean, the Rams could have lost multiple times this year and could have eventually not won a Super Bowl. It's not easy to win. It's not no. easy to have a team that you think you could build on for a couple more years. You know, you were talking about the list of coaches who have won one Super Bowl and then the list of coaches who have won two Super Bowls and how right. much how much shorter it, that list gets. There's only there's only four guys that have won more than two and there's like I think there's eight guys that have won two. So he's already on the he's one away from joining a short list. He's two away from joining the mo- the most exclusive company there is. Well, and, and I I only bring that up because if he seems like somebody that once you accomplish that goal, it's, all right, what else can I do with this? What does it mean if I, if I stacked another one before I'm 40 years old? Because all of that other TV stuff that you're talking about, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah, you're right about that. It's going to be there. And it's not to say that even if he goes to do TV, 
and then comes back and wants to coach that. That's not going to be there as well. But damn, how how it's not common that, to be in this predicament that he's in where all there the are pieces no are options. aligned. There are no you bad know, options. It's but everything is set up for him right now to go compete for another one next year. And why not potentially compete for another one the following year? It's not like the Rams organization is telling you that they're not interested in, you know what, we're spending too much money. No, we're not going to go and we're gonna, keep We're going to tear it down. We're going to start over. Yeah, no, it's, it, the thing's running pretty smoothly at a pretty high level right now. Let's try a phone call. Let's go to Alfonso in Orange County. Alfonso, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up? Hey, guys, how's it going? I just want to give my take on the Lakers and LeBron as a – Lifetime Laker fan, you know? Yep. So basically, it, it you know, he's not the same player he was. I understand he's putting up his numbers, but before when he had in Cleveland, he had Marizal, Bowie, and all those guys, and he was ab- able to make them ble- better. We have better players than he had before, and he can't make them good players anymore. You know, all he does is, you know, score his points and his stats, but he's just not the same player. And I don't think the Lakers – need to mortgage their future to keep him happy. I mean, I think it's cool if he stays. I, I'm a LeBron fan, bigger Kobe fan, but at the same time, it's the same thing that happened with Kobe. As they get older, top, you know, eight players don't want to play with them no more, you know, so we got to get the scraps. And it's just not working out anymore. Alfonso, appreciate you calling in. I, I don't think, you know, when I hear that, I, I just don't I, – I don't understand how when people want to point the finger at Braun that he's why the Lakers are where they are. Um, if you want to make that point because Russ is on the roster, if that's, if that's a point that you want to make, um, he can't control Russ averaging four-plus turnovers a game. He can't control <laughs> Russ shooting three of 12 from the field. He can't control yeah. that. He also can't control how many games Anthony Davis plays in a season. He can't control that as well. I do think that if, as a whole, Trav, we've made this point a couple different times. You know what was a really, really bad season for the Lakers? If I'd have told you this before the season started, Trav, how about the Lakers? They're in fifth place in the yeah. West. Can you yeah. believe that? Can you believe they're only seven, eight games over five hundred? This is a different level, yeah. right? Like this is that nobody would have predicted this scenario for the Lakers. Whether you wanted the Russ move, you didn't want the Russ move. It's been so bad, you're four games below 500, five, whatever they are right now, four games, I think, that this is as bad as it gets. I, I don't, I'm not a believer of, I think what they tried this year is an all-in method that they fell flat on their face. Yeah, it didn't work. And, and I think that's probably the best, that's the, the easiest way to describe it because they're going to continue to be all-in as they were last year, as they were the year before, and probably going to be next season as well. But the, the part that, that Alfonso said at the beginning, there's a couple of different things that jumped out at me. That he said LeBron still puts up big numbers, but he's not the same player. I think that's true. I think that LeBron statistically is still a, a fantastic player. I think that the eye test still tells you that he's a fantastic player, but his ability to single handedly alter games the way that he did at different points in his career is not really there. Now, maybe that's part of the supporting cast around him. I don't know, like like Alfonso said, that this group has got better players than that. I don't know about that. This group feels pretty pedestrian across the board with the exception of AD as well. But I, I think that it's not just a numbers thing. It's not just an eye test thing. It's can he fix this single-handedly, single-mindedly? And I think the answer is no. And I think that's why the conversation goes to the next thing that you were saying is, okay, if, if he can't just say, Bleep it. I'm just going to 
take off. I'm going to go get you 45 a night. I'm going to take over these games, and I'm going to – it doesn't matter who I'm with. So who gets to pick who he's with? Is it him? Is it the Lakers? And which of, which of those is a better option? Because he's not going to let someone else do it. So if you're deciding that the Lakers are the better option, you're almost deciding that he's better off going somewhere else. So let, let, me, let me give you a good example. They played a game, the game Aaron Donald was at um, the day we did against our Utah. Uh, the parade against the Jazz. Yeah, He single-handedly won the game. Okay, So he brought them back, brought the Lakers back. And I'm, you know this, that's not a winning recipe. No. I don't care who you are. You're, you're not going to, on a consistent basis, have one player in the NBA say, hey, go win me 55 games. And especially go win me a guy games. in his 19th year with a bum knee. Okay, so go with that, right? Like <laughs> right. That's the other part of it. It's... It's not like LeBron is sitting at 25 or even 30 years old. Right. With that in mind, he can still win you games, but you're not going to win anything. Nothing is going to be sustainable unless all the pieces are fitting, and obviously all the pieces haven't fit all year. No. Let's try, it's just, people need to realize that your future without him is not as bright as your future with him. It's really that simple. And while your future may be really, really short with him, it's still run a better it out. play. Of course yeah, you I, I mean, run it out. Al, bottom line, who are they going to have on that team next year that's better than LeBron James if you move LeBron James down the road? You're not getting Kevin Durant back. You're not getting Luka back. You're not getting Giannis back. You're not getting any of the guys. You're not getting Embiid back for him. Well, I mean, here's what, what, what are we you're talking saying, about? Trav, here's what you're saying. The decision you would make is we're going to start our rebuild, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's just hypothetically saying, which is kind of weird to say because that was never the plan. The plan was, well, AD's there, and then you're going to go spend that money on somebody else, whatever the case is. Um, I would rather roll the dice one more year. Let's see what they do in the offseason. They held on to whatever few assets that they had uh, before the trade deadline because they knew they couldn't win this year. If you can go garner some things for Russ, which I think they will be able to, it's it's the final year of a contract, and there's certainly teams out there that maybe just for selling tickets would decide, hey, we'll take Russell Westbrook on the final year of his contract. That to me seems, if you kick the can down the road one more year, isn't that a better um, isn't that a better strategy than saying, okay, well, it's done now, and you have absolutely no idea what the future looks like? It absolutely is for me. I agree with you on that. All right. Um, speaking of power moves, my goodness, somebody on my phone just executed a high-level power move against me. I'll explain next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So does this mean I've failed as a parent or that I've done a really good job as a parent? You, you, you're you going to be the judge of this one, Al, because my 16-year-old son just executed a power move on me. <laughs> and then I, you, you know how much I like power Very moves. Very intrigued here. <laughs> Right? Very intrigued what the sixteen-year-old so, is thinking. Yeah, so here, here's what's going on. My, uh, my, my son um, says to me last night, "Dad, taking over the master bedroom." What? <laughs> well, that may be that may be around the corner. I don't know. Um, his high school uh, has their basketball team in the CIF final tonight. The Dana Hills Dolphins are going to play Bishop Diego up in Santa Barbara tonight in the Division Three A CIF finals. It's the first awesome. time that Dana Hills has ever been in the basketball finals, so mm. he, he's excited. He's got buddies on the team. What up, Logan Scadeller? And they're getting ready to go play in this game. So he says to me last night, "Hey, uh, I told the guys it's cool if we have a watch party over at our house. We can stream it at the house, right?" Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like fun. Sure, we can. Okay. Yeah, ha- happy to do that. Um, do you want me to throw some some food on the grill? I can do some hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff. If you, he goes, yeah, that sounds good. So about for a ribeye, <laughs> about well, let me see. I'll tell you exactly what it was. Exactly twenty three minutes ago, I got a text. I'm gonna read you the whole thing. Have food for ten people, tater tots. Thank you. That's the entirety of the text. Like, this is how many people are coming. This is the menu that I have in mind. Thank you. Not please, not can I, not would you mind. The thank you was classy. So I want to tell you, you have raised a good son. That's polite. Sure. Number two, have have tater tots for 10 people or make food for 10 people plus tater tots? That. That that second thing. Because I think what would be be a power move from you (laughs) – is to come just back tots. with just tater tots, <laughs> but enough for ten people. Yeah, well, oh, this could be a battle of the power moves. That come, come to the game tonight. That's it's not a bad way to do it. And that now I have this weird conversation too, or not conversation, but the decision. Sixteen-year-olds. That's awesome. If I got ten, twelve, eight, sixteen-year-olds in my house tonight watching this game, and I'm I'm happy to host, but. Is it weird if I hang out and watch the game with them? Because I want to. I, I, I want to watch the game. I've gone to a handful of games this year. I, I enjoy watching high school basketball. But I don't want to be the old guy that's ruining yeah. the young kids' fun. Do I have to go watch it in another room? How does it yeah, work? Yeah, I mean, don't, like, sit in the center of the couch and paint your face with them and, and wear your letterman's jacket. Don't do that, okay? <laughs> How many um, beers each should I give them? And don't also have like a small TV on the side saying, "Yeah, when I when I was a pitcher up at uh, Santa Barbara, yeah. you know what he's doing video, wrong. You're playing video of when you were a pitcher. Don't do that. There you go. But if you're kind of like the casual checking in, hey, everything good? You guys good? And then maybe watch a couple minutes of the game, and then you're back out. You know, now but you're busy. You're doing something. But I want to make a bet. I can throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to Uncle Rico anybody. That, that's not going to be what happens. But what I, do you uh, think? Okay, what do you think your son would say if you kicked back with them? I don't think he would mind, honestly, because I'm not I'm not the chattiest guy in the world. I'll I'll talk, but I'm not going to I'm not going to be the guy that's driving the conversation. I will watch the basketball quietly with them, but I'm also not the weird guy that never says anything either. I, I think I'm I think I'm an easy enough hang. Will you bring your yearbook? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Hey, you know, I played a little basketball in high school. You know, I uh, averaged 2.2 points a game my junior year. 
most likely to succeed. Well, it wasn't me, but it was a good friend of mine. <laughs> it's about right. That's, that sounds about right. Uh, let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Izzo in Valencia. Izzo, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Okay, good call. So yep. way to go. Let's appreciate let, that. Let's keep it. Have you ever got just a straight dial tone? I don't think I've ever got that. <laughs> when is the last time you heard a dial tone? Like that's the cell phones don't have dial tones, right? You don't you don't hear them like yeah, that very it's often. True. It's true. Uh, David in To David, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I want to talk about the LeBron situation. I think we should probably trade him. Being realistic, I don't think next year we're honestly going to win it. We don't know what it's going to look like when they shuffle the deck and who's coming in, who's going out. Obviously, I understand that. But we all know realistically it's more than likely it's going to be hard to trade uh, Russell Westbrook's contract. He's going to be on the book still. And how I feel we should do it, as a diehard Kobe fan, I felt we should have traded him um, like towards the end of his career. But the reason we didn't do it is because he deserved the respect to go out and honor and retire as a Laker. Well, guess what? We did that with Kobe. His last, was it five years or so, were not that great. He had a bunch of lottery picks around him. Not good. Well, guess what? LeBron helped give us a ring. He did what he had to do, but he is not Laker royalty like a Magic, like a Jerry West, like a but, Kobe. So, you're I, right. You're right, David. He's not that, but so what? That's the part I don't get. Like I agree with you. He's not Kobe or Magic or Jerry West, but so what? Who cares? He still gives you your best chance to go win another championship. That's the question. Is it? But but I think that I think the point David was trying to make is because he doesn't think no matter what you do this off season that you're gonna put it this way. Your best days with LeBron are behind you. That's the point David is trying to make. Is David? David, are David, you still there? Okay, he just dropped. Yeah, and, and maybe that maybe if you think that you've gotten all the juice out of LeBron, fine. But you're going to have to reboot this sooner than later, right? That even if LeBron has another, say, two years and change of, of yep. really high basketball left, the the end is near. You're going to have to reboot it before two. Best case scenario, you reboot you're not it signing him two, to a five year deal. Exactly, exactly. So why not try it two more times? That's the part I don't get. Why not run it two more times? And I'm not saying because I, I don't agree with what he said. I think Russell Westbrook's not going to be on this team next year. I think they'll be able to move him. What do you think? Okay, let me, let me ask a question. Is it Lakers made a trade for Russell Westbrook where they traded Kyle Kuzma, mm -hmm. KCP, and Montrez Harrell? Okay. Do you see a trade coming back for the Lakers that has those type of role players for Russell Westbrook? No, I don't. I, I, I think it's more uh, somebody else. Then you value those role problem. players better than me. What do you mean? I, I think the I don't what, what the Lakers gave up to get Russell Westbrook. Uh -huh. I never thought was that big of a deal. Like I never thought there were. I didn't think oh, they were I, critical okay, I, pieces. I misunderstood the question. Yeah, I, I think you'll get. A, a, you're going to get four quarters for a dollar. That, that's what you're going to get. You, you're going to you're going to get or the bad contract for bad contract. Exactly. Something I, I, like you're, that. You're not going to yeah. get guys that are going to alter the course of your team necessarily. I think you're going to have to you're going to have to fix the peripheral more than you're going to have to fix the other star. I, this was the this was the point that I had going back to the beginning. I don't think your problem was you you lacked firepower. I think your problem was you lacked role players. Mm -hmm. You you lacked guys that needed to to fill into some very specific roles that Caruso could fill, that Buddy Heald could fill, that KCP could fill. I don't think you need to go, you know, headliner on the top. So I don't think you need to get a headliner back. I think you need to fix all those those support so roles. I, the reason why I asked the question is because 
I think they can get role players back for Russell Westbrook, right? Like, I think you traded role players for Russell Westbrook. I think they could go get role players yeah, but for anybody, Russell Westbrook. But, but the, the, the Team B in this scenario, if the Lakers are Team A, the Team B that we're talking about, do I want to give you three or four decent role players for a guy that has proven that you – know, keep in mind, if they move him, that's his fifth team in five years. Yep. The, the, his value is – significantly less than it was a year ago, which was significantly less than it was a year before that, that his value continues to drop like a rock. You know you know where there are going to be teams out there that say, okay, this player on this team, that's it. You know, we've tried this X amount of times. It's not working. Let's get rid of a couple of contracts as well. You know what? Russ is going to sell us some tickets. This will be just kind of rejuvenate a team or whatever. Not that that team is going to go anywhere. But, again, I only mentioned that, Travis – I don't think they gave up the farm to go get Russell Westbrook. And I think that in the offseason for a, a contract that's going to expire, I don't think it's going to be crazy to go get some you know pieces back for Russ. I think Russ still has some kind of value in the league for a specific team. That's a great question. That, that is a fascinating question to me. I, I think he has value in the sense of, hey, listen, we just need something to put on the cover of our media guide that's kind of I sexy. I agree with you. We, that's we, what I'm referring to more. Yeah, we, we need somebody like if the Orlando Magic got Russell Westbrook, that's a good win for them, right? They, they can you, he can be your guy that you can put you know on the TV commercials. You he can, can say, yep, yeah. But I don't know if a team that's getting close to being good has any interest in him at all. I, and I, I don't I don't argue with that at all. Again, it's going to be a team that says to themselves, this is worth it because we can get some type of fan interest and we could sell some tickets. And remember what Russ was doing when he was by himself with this franchise or that franchise. But I don't think it's going to – listen, if you're trying to compete for a championship, no, I don't think somebody's comp- uh, trading for Russ. But I don't think you're probably going to be negotiating with a team that would be looking to compete for a championship. Coming up next, the dump, Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, I'm actually going to start off the dump with something that we haven't done ever, which is our uh, good idea folder. Put that in the good idea folder. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Travis, as he's gone through the shows, has been saying, oh, Emily, put that in my good idea folder. And so I have been putting things in his good idea folder. (laughs) I like it. All right. So I'm also just going to – I just wrote them down really quickly during the show so they don't have a lot of context. So you might (laughs) need to kind of explain these to me a little bit. But uh, so – First one is Travis Rogers' word of the day. What do you think that was part of your good idea folder? What do you, what should we expand Travis Rogers' word of the day as? Al, you'd have to correct me here if I'm wrong, but I want to say that's I probably did what I do occasionally where I just make up a word on the spot and <laughs> I can kind of come up with a new word every day to describe like ridiculouser. I believe I think that's how we got started on that whole thing. That instead of saying more ridiculous, it was ridiculouser than the previous thing. I like that. That's the one where you're like M. Am get that one. Put that, that one goes in. Put it in. Good, good idea, idea. folder. Yeah. Word of the day. Word of the day. So, what yes. would your word of the day t- for today be, Travis? Uh, La Paz. 
because Slee has <laughs> returned from La Paz, Mexico, right? And he, he's uh, refreshed. Awesome. He's got a smile on his face. He's feeling good about it. So the word of the day is La Paz. Put okay. that in my good idea folder. Uh, next one is was a life-size cutout of Woj for Slee's birthday. Yes. Now, see, I wish you hadn't said that because I, I, hey, I may we'll or forget may about not, it. I may or may not have put some wheels in motion of coming up with something like that. So we will see. That That one, I think, is fairly self-explanatory as to why I want that and why I want to give it to you because that that's your guy is the most Slee thing in Woj the world. Woj was eating it. in the same media room as where I was eating. He eats peanut butter and jelly. Just can like you believe that? Look at him. He's he likes the Incrustables. He's drinking coffee. Just <laughs> I like was me. in the same line that I was. <laughs> uh, okay, I have one more. One more. Yes. So beer bonging with strangers. Yeah, well, that was the name of our new podcast that we we came up with, beer beer bonging with strangers that we were going to do because why not? What better way to make new friends than do a couple of beer bongs together? Oh, hey, right? random person in the street, hey, come over here. We're going to be hey. best friends. We're going to interview you right after you, right before, and right after you beer bong with us. And so it just one. opens up colors to people. So that's our first edition of uh, the Good Idea Folder. No, no, Put that no in sipping. My good sleep. Idea Folder. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta hit the bong, uh, the beer bong. Full I'm, I'm going to need some practice. Uh, I need three, four tries here to get back to. Whatever happened Back to the to apparatus the you built at San Diego State? Somebody had to have taken that with them. I think it didn't work properly. I think there were times where <laughs> we tried to close the valve and it just kept going. There's oh. other times that we – I mean, there was – we had malfunctions like crazy. So you actually went high t- – if yours had a valve, like oh, yeah, you were yeah. taking it to the next level. Like usually you just hold the hose up a little higher than the funnel. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I met with – like I was sitting with a Home Depot guy and we were talking about how – Schematics? <laughs> he had his, you know, his orange vest on and we were going through it all, right? Like – it was a full thing. The guy next to us was going to build a deck. We were building a beer bong, and we thought, yeah, this is critical right now to our existence at San Diego State. It was on this day in 1964 that the then-named Cassius Clay became the new heavyweight champion of the world after beating Sonny Liston. Uh, shortly after the fight, he changed his name to Cassius X and then, of course, to Muhammad Ali, ultimately. But, uh, it, you know, he, he's one of the guys on a, one hand, right, that you can talk about by one name that everybody knows, oh, yeah. sports fan, not Ali. sports fan, male, female, young, old, everybody knows Ali. I think I've told you this story before. Have you ever heard Mike Tyson talk about Muhammad Ali? I've ever heard? Yes. He speaks <laughs> about him with incredible reverence. He gets, uh, he gets emotional, and yeah. he tries to explain. It was a conversation um, where he was describing basically that there's it's impossible to have him – and Ali in the same conversation. Ali would die in a ring to win a match. He's like, I can't, I, I, I wouldn't go to that extent. And anyways, he just somebody as so great as Mike Tyson was gets emotional talking about Ali. That says everything right there. So I did not know the backstory of this next one. Emily, Emily told me that this is a thing that people are singing um, Celine Dion songs, or at least lip singing to Celine Dion songs on TikTok, and and kind of doing the whole thing. But Liberty University did a baseball uniform reveal to a Celine Dion. Just song. watching, badass. It is- Terrific. It is so funny that they got these guys dancing around in their baseball uniforms, lip syncing to Celine Dion, waving flashlights. Do yourself a favor and find that online. It's fantastic. And the uniforms look fire, too. Those are pretty good uniforms. The powder blue look good. The powder blues, see, now you're coming back to my era. See, the powder blues were a thing of the 70s and early 80s where a lot of road teams, instead of wearing grays on the road, they wear the powder blues. So they're kind of, like they say, all, all that's old is new again. We're coming back around. So the Padres should throw in some powder blue for you. 
powder blue. Me- yeah. Remember, powder blue is the uh, that was the the Chargers. That was their color. Where well, the, they, the, but you can do it with anything. Using it right? now. They, yeah. know, they do, but like you just the the Cardinals have a powder blue. The Cubs, the Twins, the Royals, the Mets, like all of these, the Braves, all of these teams have the these Phillies now. Weird, the Phillies, yeah, all mm. of these teams have these crazy powder blue. The Dodgers and the Yankees are kind of the only two teams that don't mess around with any of that stuff. They don't Everyone else should have a powder blue role. Yeah, some of these other franchises, <laughs> you get a little gimmicky. Yeah, those Dodgers and the Yankees, you don't need to do the, that. The Padres change their colors every, I think, six games. Like they're they're brown one week, they're yellow the next week. Now they're now they're. What do you Dodger think of the brown? Blue. What do you think of the brown? Just I love it. it. For me, the Padres are brown and yellow. They always yeah. that's what they're supposed to be. But they even had a moment where they were orange, Al. That never made any sense to me. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing was a mess. It's National Clam Chowder Day. Uh, I'm assuming we're going New England and not the Manhattan, the white one over the red one. Yes. I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Malibu Seafood out in, obviously, Malibu on PCH. Fontana. Uh, <laughs> in uh, Riverside. Uh, awesome. Awesome New England clam chowder. Yes, go go New England over Manhattan. You, especially when you eat it out of that bread bowl. It's very, very it's stupid. To be. Slee, it's fantastic to have you back. Enjoy your Laker game tonight. You can find the podcast. You know where to find the podcast. Mason and Ireland is coming up next. Have a terrific weekend. Go Dana. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.